Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from James and Betty Robison. James and Betty were married in 1963, and since then, as a team, they've helped millions of people make a decision to follow Christ. The two have made the gospel available to countless lives through speaking events and, most notably, through television and the Life Outreach International Ministry. Their most recent focus has been in Africa, providing basic needs to the impoverished. Let's dive into the message. I'm holding up a teaching series called Proverbs Power. The Word of God has power. Proverbs is a book of wisdom. Steve Scott is, is a marketing genius, many people say. He's very gifted, great entrepreneur, has produced billions of dollars in sales and revenue. Some of the highest sales of particular items ever, Steve oversaw. And he was the guy. He couldn't sell anything until Gary Smalley asked him to read Proverbs. Now he has the opportunity to share it and to break it down in in a whole series that we want to offer you right here that has a study guide. You start out with understanding successful communication because that's really a bottom line. You know, God, he's the word and the word is God and the word is with us and the word transforms us. So that's power, that's communication. But what you communicate is important. And so he talks about breaking through mediocrity. He talks about the power of vision. That's more than dreaming. It's more than just our vision, too, if we get the real one, the greatest one. The happiness secret. Wow, we're going to talk about some today. What makes you valuable? A lot of people feel no worth, no value. Well, that's why Proverbs power is important. So Steve Scott has prepared it. We're offering it to you. And he's, he's got a guest that has been, she might say, in many ways, not only impacted, but transformed because of the insight here. Her name is Rhonda Asher. And Steve Scott is back again. He's been alive today many times because he's a blessing. And he blesses people when he's here. So would you welcome Steve Scott and would you welcome Rhonda Asher to life today? We'd love to have both of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm going I'm to throw it to you, Steve, and let you set Rhonda up. I feel okay, like she'll okay. carry the ball. She already <laughs> looks to me like she may just run way, way past yeah. us all here. But, but set her up, would you? Yeah. Um, Proverbs did change my life. Gary Smalley got me into Proverbs when I was 26. I'm now almost 70. I'll be 70 this year. Uh, I couldn't succeed. Had no prayers for success. Lost nine jobs in my first six years. And Gary said, I asked him, I don't know what to do. And he said... You know, how would you like to be wiser than all your bosses? And I said, yeah, right. Well, he got me to read a chapter in Proverbs every day for two years. And it changed everything. Within a couple years, we had made millions of dollars. Life had changed. We had a chance to influence millions and millions of people because I launched, as a result of that, I helped Gary launch his ministry. But, um, but Proverbs is really misunderstood. We think of it as just being religious and spiritual goes way beyond that. It reveals laws of living that are just as powerful 
as the physical laws that govern the physical universe. And until you know them, they hold you down. But when you discover them, they become the very means of lifting you up. And of course, for the believer, we have the Holy Spirit to empower us to actually live what Proverbs teaches. Of course, the best example is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Solomon wrote the Proverbs, but Jesus lived them. And so we did this series, and uh, uh, a few months ago, I asked Rhonda if she, I knew Rhonda, we were good friends, we had worked together uh, for about eight years. She was in Georgia, and, and we, I was in Utah, but she agreed to li listen to him. This is a CD series, it's a mentoring series. Mm -hmm. It's not just the principles, it's actual skill sets on how to apply those to the most important areas of your life. And uh, so, uh, your producer, asked me if there was anybody whose life had been changed by this, and Rhonda was the first one that came to mind. So, Rhonda, which of these has had the biggest impact on your life? Well, I mean, a lot of them, but the, I really was impacted by, and I think this may be just be a passion, it's a passion for me, it's living above mediocrity. I think so many of us have just settled. We wanna be better, mm -hmm. but we're just living a mediocre life, and when Steve, put this into the book of Proverbs, and he said mediocrity. I was like, well, what is it that we're missing? And so I went into and he said, well, if I could show you one thing, that if you did this one thing, that you would have extraordinary outcomes just by doing this one thing. And so he was salting me. In other words, he's salting the listener. Well, what is it? What is it? And so he says, we, uh, Proverbs says, do you see a man diligent in his business? He will stand before kings. And so it's, I said, oh, it's diligence. Well, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Is that hard work? Because James and I were talking, I was raised in Georgia. I was raised on a farm. We worked hard, but it's not necessarily hard work. It's effective partnering. Mm -hmm. So Steve has become a mentor through Proverbs, through the Word of God in my life. And so we're, we're now partnering with you. It's effective partnering. And it doesn't necessarily mean just working harder. Mm -hmm. And I love the example that Steve gives. If, if I need to cut down a pine tree, because that's what we have in Georgia, big <laughs> ones, and I give you an ax, but I give Betty a chainsaw, <laughs> who is, who is going to get this thing done quicker? Who is more diligent? And I, that just impacted mm -hmm. me because, you know, I believe, and I was speaking with Randy backstage. I said, Randy... The, the, the working world, the real world, the world outside of where we are is, is a little bit different. And I believe people want to be successful. I believe they're working as hard as they know how, but maybe they're missing it. What if we could impact them with this and get them into the Word of God and let the Word of God get into them? What could we do to someone that maybe is not even in the Word of God and give them these life principles to help them to, become, to come out of that mediocrity and to really be successful in a different way? Yeah. So I loved um, how he talked about mediocrity and partnering. Yeah, how you break through mediocrity through diligence. And diligence, Solomon did say, mm -hmm. do you see a man diligent in his business? He'll stand, not bow, before kings. In other words, he'll be an advisor, a respected advisor of the king. Uh, so dilig diligence is that rare. Well, what is it? If you took every proverb on diligence, you would see it has eight component parts. It always involves effective partnering. It involves gaining a clear and precise vision, and we show you how to do that. It involves uh, how to work smart in a situation versus working hard. 
all these elements, it shows you uh, one of the things that we've now added to it that I didn't see originally was how to live in the moment. Mm. Did you know that, that we now know that people spend 80% of their waking moments living either in the past or the future? The past could be 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The future might be what's for lunch. But when you're in the future or in the past, it robs you from the moment that you're in. And guess what? God dwells in the moment. He doesn't dwell in the future. He doesn't dwell in the past. So you missed experiencing the reality of God. So as part of this uh, uh, session on diligence, we actually show you how to come into the moment. Anytime you have anxiety, stress, worry, or fear, your mind is in the future. Anytime you have- Or it could be held captive by the past. Well, that's what we're gonna get next. The, when it's held captive by the past, that is anger, resentment, sadness, discouragement. All those come when our mind is focused in the past. So we show you how to use those red flags so all of a sudden you feel discouraged. That's a red flag saying you're in the past. Come back into the moment. All miracles happen in the moment. And we take this not only out of Proverbs, but John chapter 4, Jesus is sitting at a well. And this woman comes up. And Jesus engages her. He says, woman, give me something to drink. And she says, how is it that you, a, a Jew, are talking to me, a Samaritan woman? Yeah. And we see out of that, she becomes a believer in the Messiah. And she goes back to her village and she recruits men and they come out and they become believers. And Jesus spends two days discipling a bunch of Samaritans all because he was in the moment. Think for a minute, mm -hmm. if he had been in the past, even 10 minutes, if he had been thinking, oh, Father, uh, how long am I going to have to referee between James <laughs> and Peter? I'm so tired of that. She comes to the well, gets her water, and goes. A whole village isn't evangelized, isn't yep. discipled. How about he's living eight hours into the future? Father, I can't wait till tonight when it's just you and me. We'll spend all night in fellowship. She comes, she goes. How about if he's 10 minutes into the future? Father, I hope they bring something back for lunch that tastes good. She comes, she goes. Nothing happens. But he wasn't in the future. He wasn't in the past. He was in the moment. So we have the miracle of her transformed life and then a transformed village. And after the resurrection, we had a bunch of Samaritans go out and proclaim Christ as the risen Messiah because he was in the moment. I will tell you, most people miss miracles every single day in their life because they're not in the moment. So that's a big teaching that we now teach in the diligence session. In fact, there's about 40 minutes on it. And that alone changes your life that night. I want to touch on this because it's another one of the teachings from Proverbs. You talk about vision. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about living in the moment, you could be to some, and that's why it's so important to get the whole series, get the whole package right. of the Proverbs because mm -hmm. it's all there for us. But you talk about vision. So vision sometimes does have something to do with the future. Yes. And the more the vision we have, which could be our hopes and our dreams, nothing wrong with that. Right, no. You know, that, that's, that's fine. Now, we don't we need our hopes and dreams to be foolish or totally uh, a selfish ambition mm -hmm. driven and demonically controlled. We don't need that, but to have those dreams. But if we can step up to where we catch the vision of the Lord, see things from his point of view, yes. that's a healthy vision. And you have to live in the moment, by the way, to get in that get place that. to where you get that <laughs> see, vision. That's the thing. People say, well, does that mean I don't plan anymore? No, you're planning yeah. in the moment for the future. In fact, it says the plans of the diligent 
bring about sure advantage. So there's, it's great to plan. We show you specifically These are how neat to do little that. tweets. Do you know that God was the first yes. great tweet master? <laughs> and it's just like he's speaking this oh. way. It is almost like a great tweet, a great thought, a great truth <laughs> that is transforming power. Remember how we got, remember how we got Proverbs is Solomon was 12 years old when he took over the kingdom of Israel and he was scared beyond imagination. And, and God appeared to him in a dream and he said, what would you ask of me? Mm-hmm. And he says, I just ask that you grant me wisdom that I might rightly judge your great people. Wow. And God said, because you just asked for wisdom, you didn't ask for length of life or riches or the life of your enemies, I'm going to grant you more wisdom, more glory, more wealth than anyone before you or after you. Wow. Okay? Well, that's what we have. And then what we do where we go just one step further is we take the proverb and we show you specifically how to apply it so you can apply it to your marriage, your business, whatever. And you know, you've got one here too that a lot of people are rightly interested in and that's joy, happiness. And uh, I think you wanted to make some kind of a point on that. And we don't have a, a lot of time. That's why people need the whole series and get all of it because then you have plenty of time. And you can listen at your own time frame. But I love, happiness is I big. love the happiness secret because so many people are seeking happiness. And we, we get confused when we don't get the things that we want and it, it inadvertently affects our happiness. And so we're seeking something that really isn't even there. And I love in the, how he talks about in the, in the series of just gratefulness. Wow. What has happened to us, just, just our gratefulness of, of what we do have. And he goes on in the series to talk about things that keep us from being happy, entitlement. You know, we deserve this. No, we, we really don't deserve. We, we deserved punishment, but God was so gracious to us that... So what happened there? Um, If we can get some of these thoughts right, then could it be that our joy is inside what we're not utilizing? Um, Envying people, envying what people have, and so you don't want them to have it, um, and you want what they have, and it it just confuses. It it is, but I I loved it because it, it gave me hope, and I believe it will give the readers, the listeners hope. Is what, where are you looking for your happiness? Are you looking for it in more money mm-hmm. or a better job or more friends or a different family? All of those are just circumstantial. Mm-hmm. But, but true joy is persistent. It's constant. I just have an inner joy. And that is a peace that I don't, I don't think the world knows, but I, I think they long for it. They do. And they so in, getting into that book of Proverbs and saying, hey, you know what? You're searching for the wrong thing, but I can show you where that true peace and happiness comes from. So we're not just, you know, thrown out the window when our circumstances go to yeah. pot. We're not moved by our circumstances. We're, we're moved by the joy of the Lord. And that, I believe, it just yeah. spills out when people are like, you know, I want that. It becomes your strength. Yes. It's not only the joy that you have in the Lord, but the Lord having joy yes. in us. I live with a grateful heart. I really believe, Steve, that that, that contributes as much to happiness. Yes. Oh, I don't it, have to hunt a feeling no. to be gratitude, <laughs> grateful for. I just look at the beauty of God everywhere I look and yes. I have an opportunity to love people. But you're the, you're the exception, not the norm. And that's sad. So, so we show people how to, what we call treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can take any adversity. I've, I've, I've had a ministry with people who've lost children. And, and that's, we have. That, and you have. 
And it's the it's the single greatest source no of question. grief and no, sorrow no a person can experience. And yet, when we show them how they can actually treasure hunt that, believe it or not, that even in the greatest adversity, mm -hmm. you're a perfect example. Your mother was raped. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. But you were the child that came out of that, and you've blessed millions. Yeah. As a couple, you've blessed tens of millions of people. No question. Okay? Well, that's, that's us treasure hunting okay. that situation. So we show people, Gary Smalley taught me that one. But we also show you how to have a joy that can't be taken away. You could get cancer tomorrow. Yep. You could be killed in a car wreck tomorrow. You could lose everything. You could lose your ministry. And yet, when your joy is rooted in what Jesus told you to root it in, and we show you what that is in here, that can't be taken away, Absolutely. ever. And one of the greatest joys. Thank, yeah, let's thank Steve and, and let's thank Robin. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.